Welcome to the next episode of the God Conversations podcast with Tanya Harris, a series that will equip you to recognize God's voice. More resources can be found at godconversations.com. Hi, and welcome to the God Conversations podcast, a series designed to equip you to recognize God's voice. Well, we've all heard the stats that there are more women in church than men. I want to discuss another related concept, the question, are women better at hearing God's voice than men? It's a thought I've had as I've traveled around with my ministry. There's this thing I constantly notice. There are more women in the intercessory prayer groups. There are more women at the prayer lines at the altar call at the end of a service. There are more women who come along to my God Conversations seminars. When I talk to pastors, the story is similar. So, are women better at it? Is there something about them that makes them better at hearing God's voice? Or is something else going on? I decided that I needed to bring in some help with this conversation to get some balance. So we're going to have a guest as well in this podcast to talk about some of these questions. Are women better at hearing God's voice? And what can we do to make both genders access the voice of God more clearly? Before I do that, I just wonder if you've had a chance to download our new release product, the ebook called The Easy Way to Hear God's Voice. You can find it at the God Conversations website. If you haven't already subscribed to the blog, can I encourage you to do so because it's a great product, a great resource, very easy read, quite short, and it's going to help you to hear God's voice in a way that may surprise you. It's available in a whole host of formats for whatever e-reader that you use, whether it's a Nook or an Apple iPad or whether you use a Kindle, you can download it in the format that you use, desktop computers, and then you can print it off as well. So I really encourage you to get a hold of that. As I said, we decided to offer it as a gift. You can purchase it at Amazon.com if you choose to, which is great. It's great to have your support for the Ministry of God Conversations, but we wanted to offer it to you as a gift because we're very passionate about equipping God's people to recognize God's voice. And we want to get that out to as many people as we can. So can I encourage you, if you've had a chance to download it and read it and learn from it, can you pass it on for us? Email it, forward it, do what you need to do to pass it on to as many people as you can because we really want to encourage people in their day-to-day walk to learn how to recognize his voice, the promise that Jesus gave to us that we would know his voice and would be able to follow it. So are women better than men at hearing God's voice? Now, I don't want to start a gender war today, but I thought it's a fascinating topic because the goal is to have everyone hearing God's voice. And in just a moment, I'm going to introduce our very special guest to talk about this topic. But before we do that, I wanted to bring some thoughts to the conversation to draw from. Where did I get this idea in the first place? Well, it comes from the experience of my ministry, God Conversations. When I travel around every single place I go to, there are more attendees at the God Conversations seminars that are female than a male. Now, it could be said that the reason or part of the reason for that is because I'm female and I appreciate that because many, many men are not yet used to receiving teaching and leadership from women. I completely understand that. That could be true. But even so, I hear it subtly that this is often seen to be a bit more of a women's topic than a man's topic. 
And that could be problematic. You know, sometimes in seminars, the ratio of women to men is about two thirds to one third, or sometimes even three quarters to one quarter. Is this just a woman's topic? And if so, why is it seen to be a, a woman's topic? You know, some may say, well, look, if you have a look at the recent research that's been done by psychologists across the world, you'll see perhaps why. It's interesting that in the last couple of decades, we've had a lot of research on the differences between men and women. I think of popular titles that have come out, that very well-known Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus book that some of you may have come across. In the 90s, we saw a plethora of research coming out that showed um, psychologists using sophisticated equipment to record the activity of the brain. And they discovered that men really have a good reason for the fact that they're better at parking their cars and reading maps than women are. And there's a reason why women are better at verbal communication, why they use more words in a day. Because the truth is that men and women seem to be hardwired differently. I was reading an article recently from The Independent in the UK and they were reporting on the latest brain research and they said this, that researchers found that many of the connections in a typical male brain run between the front and the back of the same side of the brain, whereas in women the connections are more likely to run from side to side between the left and right hemispheres. As a result, men tend to outperform women involving spatial tasks and motor skills, such as map reading. So there's actually a good scientific reason for those arguments in the car. <laughs> Women tend to perform better at memory tests. They remember words and faces and they do better at social cognition. They're better at measuring empathy and emotional intelligence. And I think we can bear that out. Again, so many stereotypes at play here because you're gonna get exceptions to this, but generally across the board, there are scientific basis in the way that men and women do life. They, they see things differently, they think differently. So those kind of findings are interesting when we look at relationship with God. Because if this is a relationship and, and women tend to have those faculties for relationship that seem to, to suit that area, does that translate in their relationship with God? Are they better, for example, at intimacy, at being open and being vulnerable? and therefore being able to hear from God more easily. Interesting questions, isn't it? So we can look at that today. One last thought I wanted to bring out as well. You know, the truth is, is that when we look at the scriptures, we see something very consistent, and that is that the men are always hearing from God. Well, at least they're the ones that have the stories in the Bible, aren't they? Perhaps women were hearing from God in Bible times as well, but we don't have their stories. On the other hand, this shouldn't surprise us because of the cultures of the Bible. Both the ancient Near East world and the Greco-Roman world were highly patriarchal. Men were the leaders and so the typical pattern is that God would speak to the man and then he would act on it because he had the power and authority to lead those actions on earth. Men are the leaders. So that's the normal pattern. We see that time and time again with a few exceptions. I might add. And there's an interesting story I wanted to bring out today and it's kind of like a reverse story from what you're used to hearing and it's a bit of an exception. You probably haven't heard this story before because it's not one that you often hear in sermons. It's a bit odd. It's a bit unusual. And the reason why it is is because the woman hears from God and the man seems to have 
no idea what's going on. So I encourage you to get a hold of your Bibles, Judges chapter 13. It's a story of Manoah's wife. She isn't even named. She's just the wife of Manoah and she's also Samson's mum. So this story is taken from the time of the judges, that time in Israel's history when there's no specified leader or governance structure where God raises up judges to lead the nation out of their problems. So we have a, one of those situations where we see this pattern repeated in Judges chapter 13 verse 1. The line is, and the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. At this time, it's the Philistines who are coming against them. So God's heart is to lead the Israelites into freedom. How does he do that? Well, he's going to call a leader. He's going to call someone who will rise up and lead his people back to God and lead the nation to prosperity. So now we get this particular story. There's a man called Manoah. He comes from Zorah and he has a barren wife. The angel comes and appears to Manoah's wife and declares that she'll give birth to a son. He goes on to give her instructions about the son. He says that he will be a Nazarite and he needs to follow certain restrictions on his lifestyle because he was called to lead the nation to freedom. Then we see something interesting in Judges chapter 13 verse 6. Then the woman went to her husband and tells him, A man of God came to me. He looked like an angel, very awesome. I didn't ask him where he came from and he didn't tell me his name. And this is the pattern that follows. Even though Manoah prays to God that, that he would speak to both of them, the angel comes back and appears only to the woman. And then she goes and tells the husband what he says. Now this is often the reverse. It's usually the man hears from God, not the woman. But the woman hears from God. So at this point, Manoah's wife goes to her husband and tells Manoah all about it. <laughs> she leads Manoah back to where the angel was. But the man doesn't get it. He doesn't even recognize that the angel is from the Lord. Later, he thinks that the whole incident is going to cause him to die. Well, the woman understands what it's for. Both times, she shows sensitivity to what God is saying and what he's asking. Well, poor old Manoah struggles to know what is going on. It's such an unusual story. But, you know, as I was reading it, it made me think of some things that were related to this question about men and women hearing from God. Here's my first thought. It's not a good situation when only one gender is hearing from God. It's not a good situation when only the women are hearing from God and not the men. It's not a good situation when only the men hearing from God and not the women. The goal is to have both men and women hearing from God. That's the promise that was given to us in Acts chapter 2 verse 17. There was no distinction between those who would have the spirit and those who would be able to communicate directly with God between men and women. Acts 2.17 says that your sons and daughters will prophesy and have visions and dreams, both genders directly communicating with God. So how can we help both genders hear from God? How can we make this imbalance back to where it should be? How can we avoid situations like Manoah and his wife? We really want people to be joining together in unity and all hearing God's voice. As I said earlier, we were going to invite a special guest today to help me with this conversation and bring out some balance because after all, I am biased towards one gender. I see things as a woman. So I thought I'd bring someone who sees things as a man. And this guy is a very talented man. He's a multitasked 
um, a multi-skilled person. He's a pastor, he's a leader, and he's an audio expert. Worked at Hillsong Church for over 20 years on many of those amazing worship albums. Very skilled. And he's also someone who is an expert, I think, at hearing God's voice. And the reason why I say that, he, he, would, he didn't like that part of my introduction, but I'm going to say it anyway. The reason why I say that is because I have seen it and I've received it. And I know probably more than most that this is a man who hears God's voice clearly and is very passionate about it. He's on the board of the God Conversations team. And I welcome today Peter Wallace to the studio. It's so great to have someone else to join the conversation. Howdy, howdy. Great to be here. <laughs> Pete, um, I've asked you to come along because I know that you're someone who does hear from God. And as a man, you, you hear from God regularly and clearly. And I think you have great insight in this area as well. My question to you is this. Why do you think there's a discrepancy between men and women, what I've been talking about. <laughs> Straight into the deep end. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Why is there a discrepancy? I hate generalising, but I guess I can only go through self-analysis and, yep. and come from my own personal experience. So I guess my crime is being a, a male in this area. <laughs> it's a good um, crime, Pete. It's a great crime, I guess. Look, I think self-awareness is a big one. I think just to de-spook it and de-spiritualise de the whole deal, I think self-awareness. I think males in general, once again, do your minds and brick tests, all those stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, isolate yourself, find out actually how you tick and all that stuff. I think the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a, a tendency in our culture for the last millennia <laughs> yeah. for the alpha male to be produced. And so, therefore, I think... The tendency not to be able to admit your weaknesses right. and to only put forward your strengths and stuff. Unfortunately, it doesn't encourage a fear of God in you. What it does is you become self-made man. And I think you need to be hungry to hear from God. So you're saying that there's something about the nature of manhood, perhaps more in the Australian culture too, that acts almost as an obstacle to hearing God's voice. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think not just in the Australian Thing. I think right. anywhere where there's um, a jungle mentality or to the, the first world problem of having a corporate mentality, yeah. I think both extremes encourage the male to very much be hyper-positive. Yeah. So I've got all this covered already. I'm fine, thanks. You, you know, it. I can do it myself mm -hmm. a little bit more. Whereas the woman might be more... I need your help, God. I need you to show me what to do, perhaps. Yeah, and I, I think there's a cultural thing too of I think girls are... Ask your father... Yeah, good you know, point. like get, you can't open this jar. Where are you, hub? <laughs> so you know, true. open the jar. I need you that know. garbage bin taken out. <laughs> all, all, <laughs> can all you change things. my tire? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, can you show me the way to where we're going? Yeah, exactly. Ask for directions. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I just analysed my own my own relationship with my wife. Um, Lorraine's incredible. If I get into the car and say, which way do you want to go? Yeah. That ain't an unusual question in our relationship right. because I think she cares more than I do. And so that role reversal has really helped me analyse mm. what is it that rises up in me to say, no, I'm the leader of this family and I'll take you the what way I want to go. Yeah. What, what helped you to develop that hunger and that humility? Because mm. you're a man's man, mm. you know, um, you are, you do have that element of softness about you and that emotional intelligence, um, I think. But you're also, how did that happen for you? How has that developed? 
I think I was reading my Bible and wondering why we kept skipping passages in the, in the Bible. So honestly, I think it was a, a cry out, hang on, why are we just selecting certain parts of Scripture? And so it led me to, as a teenager, really crying out to God, God, there's got to be more than this. Right, so just I, a curiosity that you were... Well, a, and also a determination to either prove this to be wrong so I could get on with having some fun in life, or <laughs> a, a determination... <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, you know, I read the thing about, you know, those, you know, there'd come people who would worship in spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. And before I understood it was probably capital T, the way to interpret that right, one, yeah. uh, Jesus is truth. I, I understood, well, if we're going to worship God, we've got to be honest as well. And so, uh, God, I come to you in spirit because I'm born again. But in truth, too, i just got to be honest with you. Why don't I see the miracles? Why don't I get the angelic visitations? Why don't I see what I read in the Bible? And I think it started as a teenager, a really uh, determined mm. honesty walk with me and God. So we, yeah. we've had those David conversations all my life. So that spiritual hunger overrode any sense of I can do it myself, which is awesome. What about this thought then? Do you think that men and women hear God differently? Look, I would say each person hears God differently. Yes, I think you could generalise that there is a difference purely from the science. Mm -hmm. But I think in particular, I think that I've discovered our Heavenly Father treats each person, each child is different. Yeah. I actually think that that's the secret. I think it's understanding that you are wonderfully made and God wants to treat you as an individual. So you're more likely to have conversations that involve motorbikes and I'm more likely to have conversation that involves skipping through the flowery meadows. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I, I think, yeah, I, look, I think, I think especially... In t- it's, I can when have it comes motorbikes too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no, I'm I don't know. Harley. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I thought it was more like a 75cc, but that's okay. Um, actually, it probably was. Yeah, the thing there is images that we use to interpret dreams and visions... I believe God sets up a palette for each person in their lives and it's going to come down to our upbringing, things that are familiar to us, that Mm -hmm. God speaks to us through familiar things. Now, you've talked about this in some of your teaching and I recommend to anybody to go and get some of this resource as far as how to interpret dreams. But I think it's not just a male and female thing. I have particular best friends as a kid. I have certain scenes in my upbringing that God triggers to talk to me. Yes, he's very individual in that sense. Totally individual. I think it's interesting, though, you're right about the imagery because often in my, particularly my Awaken Your Dream seminar, mm. um, I'll often get the, we'll, we'll walk through some of the principles of interpretation and often it's a woman that gets it first. Mm-hmm. Because, I, And I can see why, because it is using the creative side of our brain, which is um, more inclined to be that artistic Mm. Um, symbolic side that's ha- that can handle metaphors, whereas other people perhaps in it who see life in a different way struggle with that. And it's not surprising then that God may not speak to them as much in that way because mm. that would just complicate the message. I often say to people, though, hey, be open because, you know, it's a bit like God has multiple modes of communication. He does text message, he does email, he does face-to-face, phone call. It has all these different types. So, so let's just be open to whatever use he makes. Mm. Even though one may be favoured, yeah. let's just let him speak and yeah. perhaps start to develop some other faculties of our thinking and our way of doing life. Mm because of his words. And I I think we complicate things too. I Mm. think that we came to faith through this really simple thing called just believe. Mm. And then you read things like in Hebrews 11 where it's without faith you cannot please God. 
but those who come to God must believe that he is and that he's the rewarder of those who what? Earnestly seek him. Mm. And I think it's one of those things that we can all hear from God, but there isn't an earnestly seeking part about it. There's a hunger and there's also a never forget that foundational thing, I believe, that yes. God is. Great insight. Uh, yeah, like um, one of the most profound books in my life was The Practice of the Presence of God mm -hmm. uh, by Brother, Brother Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, um, it's just as a title, it's an incredible encouragement to me. And it is about practicing yeah, the presence of God. That is true. Um, and I, I find we that... get better at it, don't we? I think it's a muscle that we grow, same mm. as faith. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. All right, last question for you, Pete. How do we make better, how do we do better at making God conversations accessible to both genders then. What advice would you give? I think, as, especially as a leader, I think for the male part of congregations, we've just got to take the emotional loading off a whole lot of things. We're just not going to reach men. If you present a situation that could be emotionally dangerous, Yes. Then you will. I, I will run away. Here, are you well, saying look, that we are overly emotional? No, here? no. I can't believe you're saying no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> look, let, and let me let me throw a, an un, you know an uncalled compliment. I think that that's something that you've done really well with this. You have taken, you've despooked it, and you've also taken the emotional danger out of it for the men, yeah. uh, which is great. So regardless of our gender, regardless of our personality, we need to come to God. Yeah. The takeaway is we come with humility. Yeah. We come with hunger. Mm. We come knowing that this promise is for both men and for women and that there's not some extra requirement on us mm. to hear his voice. And that as we do that, he's going to speak to us. As, he do, as we do that, we're going to get Manoah and we're going to get his wife. And we're going to be both hearing from God because mm. that's the promise that we've been given. Thank you so much. Pleasure. It's been good to chat. Good to have someone else on the podcast <laughs> today, not just my own <laughs> voice. And to our listeners out there, if you have some thoughts on this topic about men and women hearing from God, we would love to hear from you. Go to godconversations.com, jump on the blog page and add your comments to the conversation are men or women better at hearing god's voice thanks so much for your time today look forward to speaking to you next time thanks again pete great to have you pleasure we hope you've enjoyed this podcast by tanya harris we'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic so post your comments on the blog page of godconversations.com or at facebook.com forward slash tanya m harris Help us to equip others to recognize God's voice by rating the series on iTunes. Remember, Jesus said we would know his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.